This Can Do Podcast is brought to you by Blake Albina Thoroughbred Services. Blake Albina is a full-service bloodstock agency and consignment company representing clients at every major horse sale in the country. For more information, call Ron Blake at 859-396-4836 or Hunsley Albina at 859-621-0800. Whether an experienced owner or a newcomer to the game, Blake Albina has the knowledge and experience to help you achieve your goals in the thoroughbred industry. I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the web is clear, can do, can do. Pete Fornatel is joining me today. Pete uh, recently graciously invited me to join him as a contributor on the In the Money Media Network. and. Uh, We've, we've done a nice kind of three-part thing about Quick Call and the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation Second Choices Program, Second Chances Program, let me correct myself, and um, some of the graduates of the program. And, and uh, Pete, I was just kind of thinking back to um, when I first started doing this, I was, uh, I was at Saratoga and I knew you were there. And I said to myself, I, luckily I'm in sales and I can do this kind of thing. I said to myself... <laughs> I got to go up and meet this guy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, here we are a couple of years later. And uh, it's I, I'm really enjoying the opportunity to work with you and uh, appreciative of the opportunity to do that. Well, several things. First of all, that's just how we roll up there in Saratoga. We really <laughs> encourage people to come by and say hi at the paddock bar and, and continue this community of horse players we've been trying to grow. And it's so nice when we have an opportunity to take it uh, offline and or, or on take it from online into the offline world and yeah. you know no better place for that than the paddock bar so i appreciate that and then when you say we put this project together that that would be the royal we my friend oh. it's, it's all been you and, and we've just been grateful to help you shine a light on this cause of thoroughbred aftercare and specifically the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation that's meant so much to us. The, the first yeah. sponsor we ever had, but when, when nobody else believed in us, before we're making deals with the Jockey Club and Stronic Group and Naira and the Breeders' Cup, we made a little arrangement with Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation and we're, we're forever grateful to them and the tireless work that they do, especially uh, our buddy Kim Weir, who you can right. hear on those airwaves. So we thought it was a good idea for the people who consume podcasts via your feed to at least hear a commercial, hopefully a little bit more than just a commercial. Hopefully uh, folks will enjoy hearing us chat a little bit about how yeah. we got to know each other and, and the TRF. But, you know, encourage everybody to go over to the In the Money Media feed. If you subscribe to either the, the what we call the black feed or the green feed over there, you'll get all three of these shows. Hopefully stick around for some other content. And hopefully th this is just the first collaboration of many. Yeah, I, I hope so too, Pete. You know, as you know, um, look, I consider myself to be a fair handicapper, uh, not a great handicapper, probably a worse better, which is which is a, a deadly deadly combination, right? But uh, you know, I always have have loved the sport. To me, there are so many great stories, and I appreciate you turning me on to this one. I, you know, I. I you know, we started off telling the story of Quick Call and the Saratoga specialist that we all love. And Kim, you know, we're from Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation, was gracious, gracious enough to get on with us. And as was Kathy Jacobson, the superintendent of the Wallkill facility, where Second Chances program really got its start with Promise Road and Quick Call. Um, 
but I, you know, I have to say the third part of it and talking with the graduates of the program, I found to be just so moving. And, and, and that's really the type of story that I like to tell something that is beyond who do you like in the seventh and you know, <laughs> things like that, <laughs> which, which I'm interested in too, by the way. Oh no, I get it. I <laughs> get it. And that, that, that's definitely why I thought of you from the, yeah. from our first dealings, uh, with the TRF, we've known there was more story than fit sort of our typical paradigm. And and I dreamed of having the time to work on a project like this and becoming familiar with your work through Can Do. It just occurred to me like, well, you know, when you don't have time to do something yourself, you find another talented mm-hmm. person, in this case, talented broadcaster to pick up the ball and run with it. And from the way you spoke about the story from the beginning, I knew you were going to be onto something. And I must say, I've had a lot of envy in especially getting uh, some of the folks from the Second Chances program on and and the great stuff you were able to get out of them. So I think that's one thing people are going to really appreciate in this. I was just curious also to to talk to you uh, about what you learned in this in this process. Maybe it could be something about uh, the horse himself, quick call or, or the program or, or the lives of, of some of the people he's touched. But that's one thing I always like to talk to somebody after they've obviously put a whole lot of time and effort into researching a piece and, and telling a story. What, what stands out to you as uh, the most notable thing that you learned? You know, I think the most notable thing is the, uh, really, I am going to sound maudlin here and I'm not maudlin, but uh, it's the, the human heart and the human will because, uh, and, and, and the, and redemption. You know, I, when I talked with the graduates, these are people who had had tough breaks in life. Um, you know, some of them self-inflicted, you know, some of them, and, and they would readily admit that. I, I guess I was, I was humbled by how willing they were to talk about the difficult road that they had traveled. And, and, you know, Pete, what really struck me when I went back and, and listened to them as I was preparing them for uh broadcast was that they all could recall a single moment of revelation that they had where they said, I can't keep going in this direction. I have to do something differently. And, uh, you know, look, I count myself as someone who's been very fortunate in life. My dad would have said and did say blessed. Um, I never had to make those, I never had to have those kind of moments, you know, uh, never had to look at myself in the mirror and say, I gotta, I gotta make a huge change here. And the, the power of the human spirit to do that um, and persevere when there's a lot against you. I, I, I found myself very, just very moved by. Oh, that's great. And and I know that horses can be uh, clearly a catalyst for people looking to make that kind of change. And I think we find ourselves inspired by so many different aspects of them, how hard they try in their working days, though. I, I don't know. You, you I don't, Maybe some of the people who Quick Call worked with, they might have had no idea who he was. He might he might have just been a horse or just started, another off, horse. Yeah, yeah. Start, started off as a horse. But, you know, horses have... Uh, in the in the collective soul of a horse, there's a lot of beautiful things, and th- that spirit to that spirit to try, and that I don't know. There's not necessarily every horse. Not talking about like a a, a young gelding here, but there's also a lot of uh, equanimity that I that I would imagine yeah. makes them very suited, especially the ones obviously who are hand selected for a programs like the ones that the TRF puts on. And uh, there's so many other things about TRF too that I think are worth 
pointing out, Thoroughbred Aftercare, it's it's quite a landscape. There's a lot of different mm-hmm. aspects to it. And I love the fact that, you know, there's organizations out there that retrain horses for different jobs, but the horses that TRF gets involved with, these are horses that, that can't be retrained for another specific job, except in this role that they play in the Second Chances program as essentially therapy animals. And I love that there's somebody looking out for those kind of horses too. And to be able to see them make this difference in, in humans lives, it's just, it's a program that that clicks all the boxes. And it's why I'm always so happy to encourage people to donate to this program because I know the great work being done. We'll have a little plea about that at the beginning of all of the three parts of this quick call series. But uh, the short answer is we've got a link set up for people who want to donate trfinc.org slash players. We encourage people when they listen to our shows, should you ever happen to have a score uh, at the betting windows because of us, we encourage people to give. And regardless of that, if you're enjoying the content we're putting out there, you're putting out there, uh, we'd love to see people think of these horses and really support the people who, who give them a voice because they can't speak for themselves. Yeah, no, these these are, are great causes. And I think that, you know, one of the things when I talked with Andy Serling, um, it, it, you know, I, I actually had to catch myself. It's I, I started saying it's important for the perception of the sport. It's just important. Never mind perception and all yes. of that. You know, uh, these animals give their, you know, give their all for us. And, you know, their lives, you know, with any kind of luck are going to go on well beyond their time on the track. And, and this is our opportunity to support them and all the other things that they do. You know, I, um, I was really, I'm not going to give anything away by saying when I spoke with one of the graduates, um, she, it's just a very moving scene to me. She talked about how she was kind of at bottom. Um, and, but she had charge of a horse named okay, dude down in Ocala. And she talked about the time she would just sit in the stall and just talk with okay, dude. And I'm getting a little choked up here now. Um, it made her, it, it, it just helped her get to that place where she needed to be to make some changes in her life. You know, you talked about the redemptive and the therapeutic power of horses. That There was no better example than that, really, I thought. That's great. I, I think that there, there's, a, there's an incorruptible innocence yeah. and beauty in horses that make them much less complicated for relationships than, than a yeah. lot of humans. And you'll see that even in... in Famous horse trainers, you'll see this idea that uh, I think Bobby Frankel famously would would say that he you know much preferred dealing with animals to people, <laughs> and that's a, that's a superpower when viewed in the right light. And so, so I think that's uh, th- that that story doesn't surprise me, and I can't wait to hear more about it in that third part of the show. Yeah, no, I I, I really just uh, very appreciative of the opportunity to tell those stories and. You know, and, and, and actually, I don't want to give short shrift to, to Kim Weir, who does a terrific job, you know, in, in, in her job there at Thurber Retirement Foundation. And Kathy Jacobson, uh, you know, who we talked with, who was the superintendent of the Wallkill facility when they started the Second Chances program. You know, there was a woman running an institution, a pretty, you know, pretty tough job. But she had, you just have to listen, she has just such a great mix of correctness, but tenderness. Um, I, 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 you that's know. a tough job. I mean, I can't yeah. think of too many jobs I, I would be worse suited to. And, <laughs> and it, it uh, you have to admire that blend of 
tender and tough that you must that you must need to have in a in a program like that that's for sure i I can't wait to hear more from her yeah yeah no uh so yeah no look i I, this is a a great series of stories to tell here and as i said i'm very honored to be able to tell it and i'm looking forward to to doing more these are these are the kind of stories i love to tell um because they they you know they capture the heart they capture try and uh, try and make sure they capture the heart and capture the, the human spirit that's a, a great way to put it, and I've been impressed with everything I've heard, and I, and I agree. Hopefully, it's just the, the tip of the iceberg in terms of, of collaboration. And, and, you know, I will underline one more thing you said about the TRF and the aftercare issue in general. Everything we've said is completely correct about why this is the right thing to do because of all that horses give us. But I also think it's not incorrect to point out what you did, which is as a sport, you know, the, taking care of the animals is something you need to get a lot more serious about as we've yeah. gone from an agrarian culture to a culture where our dogs sleep in our beds. The the, yeah. the kind treatment of animals is is paramount. And, and you're going to be not too far off from a point where the sport isn't allowed to operate unless a lot of these issues get ironed out. I, I firmly believe that. And, and I think that, you know, aftercare is one of the areas where we have the real opportunities to make inroads and do the right thing. And oh, by the way, this is actually going to be completely necessary for the game to survive. As right, we know it. right, right. No, that's a really good point. It's the that end to end care of the animal uh, it has become more and more important. Um, I'm glad to see these aftercare programs going on, and I think that uh, you know hopefully we'll begin to see and are starting to see emphasis on you know throughout the life cycle that we are looking out for them doing the right thing. Well said. Well said, my friend.